Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I am the founder of MyVirtualChangeManger.com. Welcome, and I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal country today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording. Well, it's a fabulous sunny day outside, and no matter where you are listening to this in the world... The topic today is all about recruiting for your change team. This is a really interesting topic and something that if you're forming a change team or if you have done this in the past, you're forming a change practice, there are some key things that you can look into when it comes to recruitment. It's not as simple as people would think, especially if you're building a team and especially if you're building a practice in an organization which is going to judge the people who come in, um, you know, the business areas, if they're resistant and not really understanding what change is, that's a challenge in and of itself. And I'll talk about that in future. But today, I want to give you some practical hints and tips that you can follow around creating that higher performing team who's going to be introducing change into an organization. One of the key things I would think about as the leader who is doing the recruitment is to think about what your vision is for the team. This is really important because oftentimes you can get into task mode and when you're looking at the task of, okay, I need X number of people to come and join because of X number of projects taking place and these are the different type of skill sets that they need. You can forget about the bigger picture, which is about what what's the, going to be the team's identity? What are they going to be required to do? What are the characteristics of that team? Are they going to need a high level of resilience because the business isn't ready for change or doesn't really understand change? Are they going to need to be highly empathetic? Are they going to need to be very driven? And as a leader, what type of team do you want to create? Every time that I've gone to create a change practice or a team of any sort, these are the type of things that we need to consider or that I've needed to consider about what what do I want my team to stand for? And that definitely does influence your decision making. Let's talk about then the vision you have for your team, then into what type of individuals would you need What characteristics are they going to need to display to you during the interview? And what type of examples are you going to provide them with or challenges are you going to provide them with? What can happen, and I will give this as the first tip 
or almost pitfall when it comes to recruiting is that sometimes leaders recruit for an organization which doesn't exist. And what I mean by that is they recruit and they tell a story about an organization that isn't lined up with the experience the person's going to have when they come into the role. And one thing that people have always said to me after I've interviewed, hired, and they're facing challenges is, well, Teresa told me, you told me that this is what it was going to be like. And I take pride in that because whilst people may not believe it when I'm emphasizing to them some of the areas of challenge around stakeholders or the organization, and that's not always relevant in every single organization I've worked in, mind you, but certainly for some teams that I've built and developed, then I've, I've been very, very clear to them about the current state. I haven't sold them on a future state that is a vision that the leaders might have or the senior leaders might have, which hasn't eventuated yet because they're, they're getting tasked with the role of taking the organization to that place. And that's very, very important. Do not sell someone on a role. They never have. Uh, I have always looked at uh, really talking with someone about where they're at, making sure that what they want as their next career step or as their next role or opportunity lines up with the role or opportunity that is in front of them. Now, that's not to say that I've had people who I have hired and they've come into the role and it's been too much for them or they haven't succeeded, but there'll be a whole range of contributing factors to that. And it's not necessarily about what we could have covered in the interview as such, but I just think it's really important to be honest in the interview about the organization, its pros and its cons and where it's at. And some organizations, quite frankly, are fabulous. Yeah, some organizations are really easy to talk to a candidate about. However, typically for change roles, there's a reason why there's change coming in. So it's really important to be honest about that. So then looking at the concept of inclusion, and I think this is really important too, what level of diversity do you want across your team? Diversity is one of the key things that I think most leaders are not leaning into enough around the opportunity for teams to really excel because of representation from various backgrounds, the diversity of thought, the diversity of gender, the diversity of sexual preference, the diversity of identity. These things are really, really important um, to think about when forming your team and when recruiting. And it's actually had me have like a, a bias towards a certain gender at times in the decision-making because I have wanted diversity. I haven't wanted same, 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 same because you just don't get that level of innovation or the level of discussion or challenge or even a change in the energy that you need at the right time. And the reason I say this is because I've been members of teams that have been um, predominantly women and then a man comes into the fray, so from a gender perspective, um, and has made a big difference. And it has made a difference in the thought process, in the progress. Um, it's just diversity. So neither bad nor different, um, neither, neither bad nor good, just different. And sometimes you do need that. So if there's somehow that you're looking at your team and you're seeing a lack of diversity across your team, so there might be diversity of thought, but it could be another diversity lever that you want to bring into the team, then really consider that 
and think about that from an inclusion perspective because it will make a difference and it could make all the difference for the team. The other thing to think about when recruiting for change is where you're up to in the change cycle and know that oftentimes on major transformation projects, you're going to have different people come on at different times because some people enjoy the forming stage of a program, but then once the program's up and running and most of the clarity is there, they may fatigue and really not be into the end-to-end delivery. Some people will be passionate and go all the way from beginning to end. However, at certain times, you may need to change your people and the team dynamics to keep re-injecting energy. The other thing, of course, when looking at the team is looking at not just your organization, but certainly the program and the experience that you need to come into the project. And I think part of it, uh, one of the, the key things that I have reflected upon through my career of 20 something plus years um, just keeps growing and growing and growing as time goes but is is the the leader who I reported into um, early in my career who said go and get experience across industries because if you get experience across industries you're going to grow a lot more than if you stay within the same industry and when recruiting for people, I look, I look for people who have that growth mindset and that diversity across industry. When recruiters ask, Therese, what type of background do you want for this certain individual? I'm open to any industry because I understand how skills can be transferable. Everything is same, same, but different. Um, however, what you want to do is assess Do the people have experience in the same sort of delivery? And is it because this is in a different industry that it's challenging enough for them? Or is it that it's a different type of delivery, but they've got the experience in the industry? So these are the type of elements you need to weigh up when looking at a CV or when you're exploring someone's um, background in the actual interview itself. But what you're really looking for is someone who is a fast learner, someone who might have delivered something similar in the past, could be in a different industry, could be in the same industry. But if it's in the same industry, you also want to make sure that the person's going to grow enough in the role because, yes, they can bring kind of the cookie cutter um, process that they're brought in, but they can also be stagnant a bit or fixed in their thinking and not adaptable enough or have as much of a growth mindset as they should about the organization that they've come into. And that's important as well. You do want to have a look at cultural indicators. And from that, I mean, you have a culture within an organization and is the person who's coming in going to accept and um, embed well into that culture or are they going to be a cultural mismatch? That also is really important. Are they a team player? And this is a big one. And it's certainly probably a big one for me from a bias perspective because the concept of team is so valuable to me. But certainly one of the things that I'm looking for is how an individual does relate to team and how much they value team. And you can also pick up through the conversation in the interview the way in which the person expresses themselves as to whether they're a silo thinker, so whether they're an independent thinker or whether they're a team thinker and where they place their value set. So these are the type of things that if you're interviewing, you do want to pick up for a person. Some people will talk about the concept of 
team and use the word we, 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 we. Yet you want to explore that around what that person's actual role was, what was the size of the team that they were part of, how many layers were they, um, how many layers were there in that team. These are the things that you want to explore so that you understand exactly where that person fit in as well as whether they actually did the tasks that they're saying. And I'm not saying that they're consciously misleading you in any way, shape or form. It's just that sometimes people aren't really clear and you as the interviewer may be um, assuming things that aren't the reality and that's where you can sometimes get tripped up so it's important to explore and probe on certain areas to make sure that you're really clear on the role that that person played in the team the size of the team etc etc because that will all give you clues around the person's ability to team and whether they're they were part of a small organization a large organization a small program team within a large organization or a large program team within a small organization and all of these things do matter when you're actually looking to recruit so that you can get the best person for the role And I also would say that for your panel makeup, so when you're actually doing the interviews, and I think this is another area which most organizations really underplay or they they move fast to get people on board, but then really suffer um, down the back end of delivery because they haven't brought on people who are strong in the team ethos or who do work well within the culture of the organization. And one of the tactics you can take around your panel makeup is not only have diversity representation on that panel, but also look at how you might get a business representative to which the individual is going to be working with. If you're recruiting for a program area is if you get the business uh, SME, subject matter experts to come into those interviews at the appropriate level, then you're going to essentially get the feel of the business and engagement from the business about the decision-making process. And I think that's really important that you um, have enough vulnerability that you would let that happen if you're setting up a change practice or a program practice of sorts is the involvement from the business um, is going to put you into good stead in the future because of their participation. So there you go, a whole bunch of um, hints and tips that I hope that you take with you in relation to recruiting your team, know what type of team you want to create, have a vision for that team. Think about the characteristics of the people in that team that they would need to display and the behaviors they'd need to display for the team to be effective. Consider the panel makeup, consider the diversity within the team itself and what you might need to flex on when it comes to your current team, if you're adding individuals onto there. Think about the culture of your organization and what you're looking at characteristic wise of the team members to actually reflect and embrace that culture or to move that culture forward. Um, Ensure that you're challenging yourself on your own biases through the decision-making process. Look at the background insofar as the experience people have, whether it be within your industry doing the same thing or whether it's outside of your industry doing the same thing. And are the individuals through that recruitment process showing that they have a growth mindset to be able to flex to your organization and to adapt to it. These are all key things to consider when looking at recruiting for your change team. Thanks for listening. I hope you got some benefit from this conversation. We will be exploring more about roles within change practices and what they look like, the different structures you could have for a change practice or for a program practice. 
and uh, come to myvirtualchangemanager.com to stay in touch. We love providing hints, tips, tools and tricks for people who work within change or who introduce change into organizations. I hope you have a great day and remember that change matters because people matter.